0: There was an idea to bring together a remarkable group of Marvel Crisis Protocol players to see if they could give something more to the community. The Christmas Present Initiative. Last Christmas, we gave you the 18 days of Christmas, one for each affiliation. This year, we're doing it bigger and better. Not just every affiliation, but every leader will get their own episode. 33 leaders. One massive present to the MCP community. Hello and welcome to another Christmas episode and this time I'm joined by Phil aka Reef. How are you doing Phil?
1: Yeah great, thank you for having me on.
0: Yeah, not at all, thanks for taking the time to come and talk to us. Uh, and tell us what you're here to talk about today.
1: I'm here to talk about Sin Cabal, a favourite topic of mine.
0: <laughs> yeah, you've got a bit of a, a name as being a, a fan of Sin. What is it about the leadership and the affiliation generally that draws you to it? Uh,
1: villains. Um, I lo- I've always loved Cabal from the beginning. Uh, and I wanted, it was. I guess she came out as an alternate, when she came out as an alternate leader, it sort of gave me an option to sort of expand and, and get some games in. And I, I just, I enjoy her play style and the sort of aggressive, Uh, Nature of her character and the sort of damage to score points, um, I I very much enjoy.
0: How would you characterise the the way she plays as a leader? Does she sort of lean more um, extract uh, or crisis focused, or is she more of a win through attrition, or has she got some other play style going on?
1: Uh, I think it's a mix between attrition to get extracts um, and get ahead on points, um, and to give you give yourself sort of, uh, I guess. Uh, map presence in certain areas um but she's definitely you're trying to score out it I, you're not aiming to KO an, an, an entire sort of opposing squad you're you're using those sort of dazes of KOs to give you an advantage
0: okay so tactical attrition particularly focused on extract carriers to then um give you a, a massive points lead yeah correct gotcha okay well let me we jump into some of the core characters who are the cabal characters that you're bringing along with sin
1: Okay, so I've got uh, Sin, obviously, Crossbones. Um, she needs a partner in crime. Uh, Baron Zemo Mystique as the other threes. Um, Bob is a two-threat. And the new Red Skull, Master of Hydra, as a five-threat. And also Malekith in there at the moment.
0: So that's a lot of uh, affiliated characters there. Yes. So we're looking at, what, seven there? Okay, that's cool. Um, which are the ones that tend to be the regulars in the squad?
1: Uh Mystique. Uh, yep. And crossbones, I would say uh, a, a fairly regular. Uh, Zemo, depending on points value and the squad you're playing in the crisis, uh, and Malach and Bob, I think, are there just for, for specific things.
0: Mm. So it seems like you've gone quite a cheap core there. Is that the the kind of the idea? And you've got yeah. So you're looking at the typical core of nine that you can then flesh out with whatever you need, and potentially twelve if you wanted to go wider.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I can drop that to eight if I need to with with Bob. Oh, there. Bob. Yeah. Um, so I guess it gives you flexibility based on your matchup and your crisis to, to adjust your splash characters and what you feel is strong in, into the the matchup is needed.
0: Mm. Well, let's talk about splash characters then. So who have you got coming in outside of the affiliation?
1: Uh, so I have Hulk and Juggernaut and Voodoo. And I would have loved to have Cat as well, but I just I needed that 11th slot.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's pretty good. Um, so you've got some very, yeah, some... some some of the best at threat characters there, you know, Malekith at seven, Hulk at six, Juggernaut at five, Voodoo at four, and ideally Cat at three as well, for sure. Um, so the idea is you're picking the characters you think are going to work well on the crisis that you've got and then fitting them in because you've got a cheap and flexible core.
1: Yeah, correct. So, and I guess there's some more control options with things like Hulk, if you want to go sort of a wider or last activation, um, or there's sort of a narrower option with sort of Malekith, if you need the sort of violence um, and the, the, the bit I've really struggled to sort of work out is the when to play Juggernaut versus Red Skull, and that's potentially one of those slots that, that goes to, mis, to goes to Black Cat. Um, but at the moment, I like them for different reasons on different crises.
0: What sort of crisis makes you pick one over the other?
1: Uh, so for me... J- if, if I see it's a crisis that's going to force a fight uh, and I can see Red Skull dying, uh, then I will generally go Malikith. Uh And if it's a crisis like a D shape, for example, I would generally prioritize Red Skull because his sort of uh, grunts can sit on a back point and, and sort of allow you to get a battlefield advantage somewhere else.
0: Mm, what about if we went somewhere in the middle, like a B shape? If you got a strong feel about which way you would go then? Or would you be uh, like de- getting somebody else?
1: Yeah, it'd be matchup dependent, I think.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, You've got Malekith there as another Cabal leader. Do you ever use his leadership in this roster?
1: Yes. So I guess I'll talk about when I would use Sin's leadership, and that would obviously be the primary. I would only Mm -hmm. ever play her leadership uh, if I had both components of her leadership online. So if there was an extract that had an asset... um, and uh, which would facilitate if it's a civilian like Spider infected or uh, something else, that's when I, I see myself shifting to either Malekith or uh, Red Skull and Hydra as, as sort of a as sort of an alternate leader. I see the Sin really needs that other leader leadership to carry her over. I think she's very weak when she's only got the one component of her leadership online, and she doesn't have that extract drop.
0: Yeah, so she's just, just to be clear, she, her that half of her leadership works on any secure right. It doesn't matter whether it's page flip or regular.
1: Yeah, correct, and it's the extract mm-hmm. drop that only works on assets, which at the moment are most of the uh, most of the extracts.
0: Yeah, for sure, I and mean, just just in case people aren't clear on that, there are different types of uh, things that you hold for extracts. They're either assets or they're civilians, and the civilians are what the spider infected and the senators, and that's it at the minute because they uh, ban. And
1: scrolls anything. as well. It doesn't work. Oh, so. yeah, scrolls.
0: Yeah, so there's a third oh. one.
1: And research doesn't work, but there's some other synergy there, I think, that's in that you could definitely consider playing here on Research Station.
0: Well, let's dive into that. So uh, what's your thoughts on Researcher then?
1: Uh, the advantage, I think, for her leadership on the research is that the push happens during the cleanup phase. So they, your opponent will still score it, um, but the movement of the token happens in the power phase. The, if, you push your, if you get the leadership trigger and push your opponent off that uh, research token, even if you've got an injured character, say Bob sitting on it, you can then move that token next turn if you've moved all the opposing characters off it.
0: So they might score the points, but you get to decide where it goes.
1: Correct. So you can start. Awesome. Uh, the example is you could push them. You could have just Bob sitting on it, and and stack your characters elsewhere to try and get an advantage, and then have Bob uh, in the next round. He can t- a healthy character contests push them off, and then he you move the token towards their base.
0: So that means then you're you're looking at Malekith on those on those three specific crises, maybe on research as well, or anything where it's just like a massive punch up in the middle.
1: Correct, and the red scales splash is more about when I see the extract game being played and I want that extra power on things like Voodoo for the extract steals back. So probably more for like Spider Infected, um, or a more crisis focused wider team. I would look at red scale.
0: Hmm. Yep. Okay. Um. Let's dive into the, the crises that you've taken then. So extracts are the obvious place to start. What did you? What, what have you got in extracts in, in this roster?
1: Yep. So my favourite is actually Montesi. So there's, there's a little bit of dis synergy with Crossbones, but uh, I <laughs> like the fact that it's an asset and it's slow scoring. Uh, so and,
0: the dis synergy is everyone gets energy attacks and they get to block Crossbones, right?
1: Yeah, it makes Crossbones easy to kill. But uh, I mean, one one you, you're the mass guy, but one less defense dice on average, probably two with a minus one. I find he's tankier than I think people will expect, uh, even yep. in his attacks. Yeah. Um, so that's I really like doing what they see. Yeah. Because it's, just, it's slow, and it gives you... The longer the game runs, the more likely you're going to have those leadership triggers and the, the more balanced out the probabilities are for the, the extract drops, and the more of an advantage you can gain um, scoring-wise, but also attrition-wise uh, throughout the game.
0: Okay, that's interesting. So you're saying you prefer that over, let's say, Cubes, because the trouble with Cubes is if you don't get those leadership triggers, the game runs away from you.
1: Yep, Cubes is just way too fast, I find. Um, I like Cubes. It gives you more chances to drop them, but it can go against you really, really quickly. The more I play, the more I'm enjoying Slower Crisis, which gives me more opportunity to sort of control and and hopefully grind out a a win over time.
0: Mm. And it kind of... uh, mitigates swing turns doesn't it if someone has a really powerful turn if there's not as many points for them to score the fact that they've scoring all the points on the table for instance means that they're not getting as far ahead as they would on a faster crisis
1: yeah agreed. and having a character's daze with sin is not a bad thing providing they're in good positions when they daze and you actually want that swing back to help you with attrition with things like dark rain and the uh, husband and wife combination
0: mm-hmm. okay so uh montessi that makes sense what's next
1: uh, hammers, uh, it increases attrition um, and it is also, there's four extracts which increase your chances of it. Uh, it is probably a little bit faster than I would like. Um, I think three VPs is ideal per extract, but uh, it, it has the potential that if you can get up on Hammers, you can then run away with it, which which can really help.
0: Mm. Yeah, because you've got some fast characters, you know, Mystique and Sin, they're both long movers, Zemo. Yeah, got all kinds of people who can run away with a hammer if they need to.
1: Yeah, and even Crossbones double short moving into um, cover uh, with his sort of defensive tech can be uh, can be quite hard to deal with. Mm,
0: so, yeah, they might still get to you, but they only get one attack, and he's pretty tanky.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: Uh, and finally, for Extracts. Uh,
1: Alien Ship. So this is the one I don't like as much. I, if it wasn't for the extract uh, Evacuate component, I think this would be Legacy. But Alien Ship is probably, in my mind, the next best. Um, I prefer this over... Uh, researcher or over uh, cubes which was my other uh, extracts I was considering for that point.
0: Does the 20 threat play into it at all?
1: Uh, It gives you some more list building options which I think is good. Um, So yes uh, but also uh, it's slow enough that I think over the course of the game everything is on those dice but if you do get the drops on the dice it can be really beneficial for you.
0: Hmm. Okay. Um, Let's swing over to secures then. What are you bringing for secures?
1: uh so sword uh i think that is just good with sin in general and there's also some good synergy there that there's there's a variety of different options i think squad wise you can take between the three different leaderships in this roster um, but sin does well in sort of a wider listed or you can even run her a little bit narrower with s- some splash characters changing um, but you've also got a hydra option or even a malekith option there uh, for extreme violence so i think Sword is a good crisis, I think, for this squad, as much as I hate playing it. Um, <laughs> I, do, I do think it's uh, it's strong for Sin, especially with that leadership push. But if you pushed uh, some characters off, you can then flip it straight away the next turn.
0: How, yeah, that's just how does that interact? What's the ordering there with the Sin leadership and the sword-based push?
1: So the scoring will ha- always happens first, and then player can you put
0: effects.
1: Them... Yeah, so you, you, will push, yep. you can push them off, and the idea is that they're then having to spend a move action to get back on. Which is good for any pay to flips. So uh, it, it means that you're rolling uncontested if you push them off the point, as opposed to the fifty fifty.
0: Uh, sure, but you've got. Um, so let's imagine you and your opponent are both standing on a sword base. Uh, you have won the sword bases, so you're you're going to get a sword base push. But you've also got the sin leadership push. Which order do those happen?
1: Uh, so the during cleanup, the sin leadership will happen. Uh, and then during the next power phase, the sword crisis push will, will occur.
0: So you can double push people because the Sin leadership wouldn't work if they if you push them off first. Yeah, correct. Yeah, okay, that's still pretty good. You can take someone and send them to Africa. Go over there. Too short. Yeah, pushes.
1: Good if right? Got a pesky Malekith or Hulk that you want to get away from you?
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, next up in Secures.
1: Uh, uh, so uh, riots over extremists. Um, mm-hmm. I like that for the healing component. Um, I think it, it helps a lot of the time with this list. You'd, you're dazing a character outright, and if you can keep characters like Crossbones uh, or even Red Skull up, I think it helps. And Red Skull's got some synergy there with his grunts on the back point as well.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, Red Skull grunts on riots, uh, Sparks over Extremists. Yeah, real good. <laughs> Healing a bunch of stuff for free, and then just like because they can move and interact with two of them. Yeah, it gets silly. Uh, and finally, last one.
1: Uh, infinity formula. Um, so similar things with the the grunts are also quite effective sitting on a back point here. Um, but I've got a lot of pieces, even round one, that can get to the back uh, infinity point to contest. So I can I can set up, I guess, through turn zero, turn one placement, um, the opportunity to, to steal some points back. Uh, and I, I've got a lot of characters here that really like power. Things like Voodoo um, and those bigger characters like Malekith and Hulk. Uh, even Red Skull do really well with power. Zemo's another, so... Uh, I've got a lot of characters in the squad that that benefit well from that uh, the extra power gain.
0: Yeah, I guess that's an interesting way to approach her leadership, isn't it? To say I'm going to try and use my fast characters, of which we've already talked about, you've got plenty of, to go to those back B points to a try and contest the VPs. But even if there's like a two to one and they're still going to score the VP, I still might want to get the push or the extract drop. So sending those characters up there is that a bit risky
1: it can be but i think if you leave it late as your activations it's less risky and particularly for mystique if you can position her well then you can she's easier i think to keep alive in that situation because of her um ability to count blanks within two for energy and physical
0: yeah yep that makes sense um it seems pretty strong as well so even if you're and you might end up catching them unawares and just them having one character on that back B uh, and yeah. contesting, slowing the scoring down, which is, you've been talking about.
1: Um, yeah. You can potentially win it as well with deception. So you can deception them off the point, but within two, if they've got an extract, uh, win the point with mistake and then have them drop that extract back to you if you to run away or punish them with, it if it's armor the next turn.
0: Yep. Okay. That seems pretty good. Um, what about I thing you started talking about cards then? So we've got deception. What about, uh, affiliated cards?
1: Uh, so affiliated cards, dark rain, uh, for Cabal. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got, so my restricted slots are patch up and follow me. Uh, and because, characters. Cause
0: you're running some big guys, right? So yeah, big guys and follow and, me for maintaining priority when you're doing your attrition plays.
1: Uh, it is, it's almost, I, I tend to use it a little bit like, uh, all you've got as well. So, um, if you, for example, have, let's say it's, you know it's going to be a big fight and you've got a Malekith activating first, he then plays Follow Me into Sin, you can then have Malakath, Sin, and then Crossbones will activate, um, potentially with a Dark Rain in there. Um, and if you're timing that, I think timing is, is key for Follow Me and for Dark Rain, and if you're timing it at, a, at an opportune moment where you're, for example, KOing characters, that can lead to a really big game swing um, in your favor
0: that's what you tend to use dark green for is it to KO a character rather than to daze them to get an extract off them.
1: Yeah. So it's either a, I find if I'm using it for KO, I'm generally in a good place in the game, but if I'm using it to daze, then it's generally a last ditch effort to try and keep myself in the game. So if that's <laughs> happening, it's probably an indication that things are going badly.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Um, and that means you've got no brace. That's, some people will say that's a brave thing to do.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, so brace could potentially place take the place of patch-up. Uh, I've got patch-up in there because I think that those bigger characters I have are generally resilient enough to survive and they will benefit well off a patch-up.
0: Because um, apart from anything else, you're giving them power because patch up somebody else is spending the power to heal them. So you're, it's kind of like a power transfer or from your smaller characters to your bigger characters.
1: Yeah, and I find that with Sin, you've got an artificiality where you've got two, three threats that almost act as a sixth threat in the fact that they act, they can activate simultaneously. And having the extra bodies on the field with power, it's I often find myself in situations where I can patch up when it's not a character's activation to heal another, um, and the timing can be of benefit.
0: Okay. Uh, so character-specific cards, obviously we've got Deception. Any others that link directly to a character?
1: Uh, Midnight Phantasmagoria for Malekith. Um, yep. So for the Displacement, but also the Heal. Um, Elicit Tech is in there. So I've got that for the Incinerate. So if I've got a a Malekith Mirror and I'm running Sin, then I can run illicit Tech to reduce his defense and then attempt to burn him down with sort of volume of dice. Um, So that's why that's there. Uh, And it's situationally on certain crisis or how the board states pans out can be quite a good card. So that's why that's there. Uh, do you know who I am for Juggernaut, displacement uh, mm-hmm. and Size 4 Throw is always great. Uh, and I think that's it for character specifics.
0: Yeah, I mean, they all pretty much speak for themselves. Um, you haven't got, because you are Cabal-affiliated, but you haven't got um, Black Bifrost. Does, have you got any thoughts on that card?
1: I just find, I found through my playing, I, I know there are a lot of people who are really high on it. I have not found that I've needed it. I found that if I'm careful with my placement and I can think about my positioning ahead of time with Malekith, then I haven't needed that card at least in my testing. Uh, I found a medium move, medium move, large base ferocity, um, and I found Midnight Phantasmagoria to be more impactful.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Um, So then, let's round out the cards. Then, what other cards we got?
1: Uh, so fullbacks in there as an option for Sin, um, mainly to get her out of range. Same for Mystique, to, to keep them alive. Um, in particular, Sin is very fragile, so that gives her an option to potentially get out um, from a character and keep her alive for another round. Um, so that's a defensive card, mainly for those sort of uh, stealth characters, but also potentially for Extract Carriers, so that's got some, I guess, dual use. Uh, eyes on the Prize is for a centerline Extract Grab, either under Hydra with Red Skull, or even some of our bigger pieces, um like hulk juggernaut it's it's there to open up some play lines with the hulk juggernaut red skull and uh Malikith.
0: let's just dig into that for a second so what do you mean by those um centerline extra grabs what's uh, walk us through one or two of the options you've got there
1: okay i'll talk through two, probably two of the more common ones so red skull if he's uh positions deployed directly opposite a midline can damage himself for one power oh uh, sorry play eyes on a prize damage himself to gain two power medium move up, be within two to pick up the extract and then move somewhere else, which is particularly strong against Malekith plays which want you to sit on the center line. And I think that's one of the big sort of boogeymen in the meta at the moment. Um, so yeah. that card is good for that. And the other play um, is things like Hammers. You can have Hulk or Juggernaut uh, move uh, on those sort of D shapes, pick up be within two to pick up the uh, back your own piece and then move again to pick up one of the wide and be sort of too, range two behind. And particularly on Hulk or Juggernaut, they're generally not getting days if you're doing that and timing it well. Uh, and it, it can just leave them a little bit out of position uh, and harder to sort of deal with and leaving them sort of around the center line.
0: Yep. Yep. Okay. Good. Uh, and if that, that's it. We covered all the cards there. Uh,
1: inevitable Betrayal is just there for the Hydra scoring. I find that... Just
0: talk us through that for a second.
1: Uh, if I am playing the Hydra, particularly, I, I very much like Hydra on Infinity, but also on Extremis. If I'm if I'm playing them on either of those Secures, um, it's effectively a two VP swing. Particularly characters like Bob, even um, my other Splash characters, I find have a lot of surplus power. And if you can time that well, you deny You can take a, a victory point from them and give one to yourself. So it's effectively a two VP swing, um, which can really help. Whereas I found World Domination. So be really good on those sort of narrow ones and mainly good for the power, but I haven't enjoyed the, the I found it harder to get off. I find inevitable betrayal a bit more reliable.
0: Mm, uh, the eight power, do you find it difficult to generate that power or do you find you, you miss it once it's gone?
1: No, uh, I think it's all about timing. So generally if you're using that, for example, last round or two, um, and the example is Bob, uh, he. I would often choose to use that card on him over launching another rocket. Um I think he's a really good target for it. Uh, but even just last round of a game, if you need that extra point to help swing it, a double move from, say, Red Skull, charge up, give yourself an extra couple of power, you can cover a lot of distance and still be able to, to play that within two of a piece.
0: Something I should have touched on earlier, actually, um, the sin crossbones, how much practice does it take to get used to activating those in terms of positioning and order activations to maximise their... their um, not husband and wife, what's it called? The partners in crime, crime. there we go. Uh,
1: I I don't think it requires a whole lot of practice, but it requires constant thought, I think. Um, So I'm considering whenever I activate them, whether I want to activate them together or separately, and that will depend very much on the board state, but also positionally. Sin wants to be very much at the back of the fight, um, but her requirement to stay within four of crossbones, if you want to use that activation, can really hinder her. And sometimes the option might be better of just moving her away to, to keep her alive. But you want Crossbones generally at the front of the fight, doing some work and getting hit, with Sin sort of working around in the background, keeping herself alive with that sort of stealth range. Mm,
0: and that her hit and run helps with that, right? So if someone is trying to engage her, she can do all of her attacks and then move away to a decent extent.
1: Yeah, most definitely. And and the fact that it's she she's got the automatic pistol that automatically has a follow up. She. Once she's on that two power, she's always got the power then to pay for it if you haven't shedded the power for some other reason.
0: Mm. Yeah, because she's one of the, the automatic uh, automatic um, rapid-fire characters, doesn't have to roll that hit, unlike some of them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, where do you think it kind of sits? How, how competitive is this list?
1: Uh, I would say mid tier, and I... I think the leadership is probably upper mid here in my mind. I think if it, if it's got both parts online, um, but I think what lets it down is probably the characters of Sin and Crossbones. I think Sin's damage output is really good, but I think her fragility, particularly on her healthy side, is leaves her. It's easier than to then daze her if you need to. Um, Crossbones, I think his issue is just mainly a little bit one of manoeuvrability um, and it's a bit hard to get him online power-wise. If your opponent doesn't hit him and he's not getting attacks off, he can spend a game where he's just walking around um, and not doing much work for you. Him getting hit is generally good for you, but I think those two things like the list down probably the most. It's probably the characters more than the actual, um, but I think the other Cabal characters and the ability to splash and the low points value and what you can do with Sin, I think the best thing with Sin and Crossbones is the partners in crime. Then I think that opens up. Uh, that sort of pushes them back up a little bit. I think that partners in crime mm-hmm. has sort of saved them. I and I would I would say they're average. They're not. They're not terrible by any means, but they're they're not top tier either. Compared to something a model like sort of Mystique or Zemo or Voodoo, I, I don't think they quite lift their weight as much as those other characters in the list.
0: You don't see them splashed in a load of places, do you?
1: No, <laughs> no, I agree. I would rarely yeah. look to place in outside of her leadership.
0: Yeah. I think that's fair. and I'm not sure many are going to disagree with you there. Okay, uh, if AMG were to give you one Christmas present, maybe a new high, a new uh, Cabal character or a remake of an existing Cabal character, what would you be asking for?
1: Oh, that's tough. Uh, I think it would be Sin, and it would be flipping her health. I would be making her 6-5, so 6 on her healthy side, 5 on her flip side. And I think I would reorder her leadership to be... The extract drop first, and the or you can the player with the leadership can choose the order. That would be the, the only changes I'd make to her.
0: Okay, well, yeah, that's reasonable. Um, interesting to, to hear that, but yeah, you say sin, yeah, even just going up to five health on the on the healthy side, I think makes a huge difference for her, right? Yeah,
1: great. Or even just fl- even flipping it without an increase in health either way, I think would help. Six four, healthy versus injured would be would be much preferred.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, Phil, thanks so much for coming on, telling us all about your your lovely cabal that you're doing, doing very well with, from what I can make out, and enjoying a lot. Um, thank you very much for taking the time, and uh, have a great holidays.
1: Yeah, thank you, Jack. I really appreciate it uh, coming on at America System Simulation complete.